It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, welcome to the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, a betting preview of UFC 264 headlined by Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor number three. As always, please send through any questions, comments you have on anything we're saying today or yeah, basically just throw in whatever you like. Uh, big day today on the on the channel. We're going to be going live in just under two hours to with the uh, with the final Euros final preview between Italy and England. So uh, if you if you're into live streams, uh, if you're into if you're into me, then you're going to be seeing a lot of me. So uh, hope you hope you enjoy that, uh, and good to see you too, AJ Sports Bets. Today, I'm joined on the top right of your screen, pro sports better Jonas Yelset, and at the bottom of your screen, smart sports trader, ex-MMA fighter. How are we, gents? Awesome, man. Ready for uh, for it to come back home, you know? Uh, we're using all the dirty tricks now in the book that you can. <laughs> like, uh, when you manage to, like, even convince VAR that it's a penalty, I think you're doing a pretty good job, and I think it's time. I love how you just act like all of a sudden you're English, mate. We can tell by your accent you're not English. Well, I've been living 10 years now straight in the UK so or in England. So yeah, you feeling could have a citizenship it. if you wanted, yeah. You know, you could, you could adopt us if you want, yeah. You're a disgrace, mate. You're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do support Sweden every now and then and I've lived there for like two weeks. So I guess uh, I'm not too much better, mate. Um, all right, gents. Today we are we're going to go through like literally every fight on this UFC card. Just about we're probably going to miss about three or four of them, so we might as well get straight into it. Um, UFC quiz question for the week is: Dustin Poirier won his first three fights in the UFC. Name one of those opponents that he beat. Uh, for those who already know the answer, uh, please wait to the end of the stream if you want to send in your answers uh but if not we will <laughs> it's pretty i mean i i wouldn't be able to get this one right but um yeah we'll get to the answer at the back end of the stream and yeah just before we get into things today a quick disclaimer on the video as always i or no one else on this youtube channel is a financial advisor this is just educational content aimed at improving your sports betting there is a risk of losing money on betting funny enough and what choices you make with your money is completely up to you so please be responsible all right who wants to kick things off maybe we go to you first ryan why don't we go to let me have a look here why don't we go with irene aldana versus yana kunutsukaya yeah so i've got a bet on uh, yana kunutsukaya here um, I got odds of 2.18 on Betfair and I think on Betfair it's kind of hovering about 2.1, something like that. But yeah, Aldana's coming in. She's coming in on the back of a loss to Holly Holm. I think we we probably covered this on a podcast. Uh, she's one of the better athletes in the division. She, she moves quite well. She's got natural power in her hands. Um, and she's got good boxing, but she can be very one-dimensional. She's 
you know, she, she basically just looks the box. She doesn't really implement a ton of grappling. Uh, she'll throw out the odd leg kick, but she's she's pretty much uh, boxing-centric. And what she has struggled with in the past is decent grapplers and people that can um, engage in the clinch with her. And that's what Yana Kunitskaya is very good at. She's That's probably, like, her best attribute. She's very good in the clinch. Um, she's quite big for that weight class as well. She's got really good knees. Um, she can hold her own in the striking. Um, she's... You know, she's not the level that Aldana is, um, but you know, you, don't, you get very few knockouts um, in the in the women's division. Although Aldana did knock out Ketlin Vieira, I just think it's a close fight, and I just think, you know, with women's, um, you know, with women's fights, if if you've got one woman that's got like quite a big grappling edge or a decent grappling edge, uh, I'm normally going to back uh, back that side. So yeah, that's why I like Kunitskaya here. So if you can get her at anything above two point one, I'd be pretty happy to take that. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately, most books here haven't haven't got Kunitsukaya at that number. But, yeah, I mean, I guess people can just keep an eye out for it and see, um, yeah, maybe Pinnacle will end up at 2.1 or above. And, yeah, I guess it's just one to keep an eye on. Maybe there's a few. There's obviously a few books here that I haven't, uh, haven't got on my screen. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on that one. Uh, Jonas, mate, I, I'm not going to try pronounce the, the the fighter's name that you want to cover here, but we've got Jer- Jerome Rivera and uh, and Zalgas. Zalgas. How was this? Zalgas, Shumagulov. Zalgas, Shumagulov. Sorry, I just uh, went into Kazakh, and uh, I think it's from Kazakhstan, so. Uh, Try to get the right pronunciation. Uh, so, so Shugas, he's a, I think he's always been a good fighter. He's always been able to last for the three rounds he's been fighting. He's been losing his last two fights on decision, which I feel like is kind of uh, been a robbery. Uh, he is a decision fighter usually, and the price on him winning is like 1.3. Uh, price on him winning by decision, 183. But... The Riviera guy has not been impressive at all, and I feel like Shulgas has been having a lot of power in his strikes, and if uh, Riviera is not going to defend himself better than he has been in the UFC this far, he's going to get knocked out, and the price of a knockout is going to be... Sorry. I can get it up for you, mate, if you like. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, You can get six at Paddy Power. Yeah, the six would be insane. (laughs) Uh, 5.5 yeah. in most but you're talking about Zumagulov aren't you yeah yeah, yeah so for, for those prices I, I just would have to go for those and uh, I don't see him ever winning by submission so if you were to bet even were to bet that and put in uh, a decision bet at 183 you know you're going to be looking at the price of him winning that which is far greater than the boring 133 if you want to be hedging off a bit. But uh, um, it's not the most exciting, but and the fact like it's a long shot, of course, when you can get prices as high as five. But um, with the power he obtains, I think it could be some value there. And the fact that he has never had a knockout in the UFC uh, tend for me to lean more that way rather than the decision, but... Nice. Are you concurring, nodding there, Ryan? You like that one? Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a good bet. All right, there we go. He's got the tick of approval from the big man. Uh, gents, I, I'm going to uh, throw my little hat in the ring here. I'm going to go and talk a little bit about Alan Amadovsky. 
versus Hu Yuzong. Unfortunately, this is a similar case to what we just experienced with Ryan's bet and the odds have come. I, I, I want to back, or I have backed uh, Yuzong and uh, I backed him at 2.3, but it looks like that one has come in. Uh, I don't think most most people probably don't know that Yuzong, <clears throat> he used to be a heavyweight, then he went down a light heavyweight and now this fight is at middleweight. So he should be much bigger than Amadovsky, who's kind of... He's not even really a middleweight. Like he probably could, uh, I think he has fought at welterweight or at least uh, I feel like he could get down there. So there's going to be a huge uh, size discrepancy here. And I think the odds are where they are or maybe where they were, where they were, sorry, uh, because of their records. Like Yuzong's got a three and two record. Uh, and I think, Amad- I can't remember Amadovsky's record, but it's obviously much better than that. Uh Yazong hasn't fought for a couple of years. Uh, he's quite young in his career. I think he's still in his you know early twenties. So I think he he should have gotten a lot better since his last fight, which was against Katua. Uh, whereas Allen is thirty five now, and to be honest, I don't think he's looked that great in the UFC. He was dominated by Jotko, and then he was knocked out very quickly by oh, an English fighter. I can't remember his John name. John Phillips. It was a Welsh yeah. fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the only thing is I could see Amadovsky outworking Yuzong because Yuzong's cardio is not too great. Um, but Yuzong, he's a, he's, a, he's a tough bastard. I think he could take a few of his shots on the feet um, and, he, and Yuzong's going to have the power advantage to his leg kicks are pretty ruthless. So I think you mentioned this to me, Ryan, the one question marks is USADA suspension that he's just come off a 10-month USADA suspension. But just from reading... And there weren't too many articles on I read one article about it. It seemed like it was one of those accidental kind of dietary accidents, if you know what I mean. So um, I'm happy to take the the risk there. And obviously, uh, I don't know. I would probably – I'd definitely take 2.25 and above if you can get that still. I saw Pinnacle was at 2.14 at the moment. So um, I'd be probably able to get 2.2 on uh, Betfair, I would have thought. Yeah, sorry, I've got the odds up here. You can get, you can definitely get two point two in a few places. Um, I'd probably still take that. I think two point two is pro- definitely the lowest I'd go, though. Um, it's probably probably worth it at that, at that price. Um, that's uh, that's me. Let's go over to you again, Ryan. We'll go uh, Jennifer Meyer and Jessica I. Yeah, so uh, we last saw Meyer in a fight against Shevchenko where, you know, she maybe gave Shevchenko one of her... I mean, it was still a pretty dominant win by Shevchenko, but kind of Meyer held her own in some situations and she even took a round off her. Um, so she's coming in with a bit of momentum from that and I kind of think you're seeing that in the betting lines. But uh, previously, you know, she's just kind of been a pretty solid fighter everywhere. She doesn't do anything um, spectacular. She's just, uh, you know, she's very physically strong. Uh, she's very durable. She's got decent boxing. Um, she's got a decent ground game, uh, and she should have an edge here. But I think the odds might be a little bit too wide in this fight. I mean, I's coming in off two losses to uh, Joanne Calderwood and Cynthia Calvillo, uh, but I think she'll have the speed advantage, uh, and she's got slightly cleaner boxing on her feet as well. She's got, uh, I think, she's got a two-inch reach advantage, and she's she's slightly taller as well. And Maya. Although she does have the grappling advantage, she doesn't always uh, push the grappling, so she might be quite happy to stand on her feet. So what I like, and uh, the bet that I like is Jessica I by decision. I've seen that at 3.5 in a few places, and I just think it's a fight that could be very close. You know, you always have that kind of dodgy judging as well, and I just think 
Um, you know, eye shots might be a little bit more eye-catching. Uh, she likes to work that jab. So, you know, if we're getting extended periods on the feet and she can uh, hold her own in the grappling and stuff, the takedowns, then I think she's got a good chance of uh, taking a decision. So, yeah, I think 3.5 is really good. If you can get better than that, I'd take it as well. Oh, there we go. He threw in a little pun there too. I don't know if you all heard it. Heard, heard it. Sorry. Uh, eye catching. I heard. I heard that. Oh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional as well. <laughs> oh, mate. He's, he's just. He's too good, isn't he? Um, all right. Let's. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this one, Ryan, but Greg Hardy and Ty Tuivasa. Have you had a bet on this one, mate? No, I'm not bad. I kind of had a look at it, but I've not. Um... No, I've not kind of uh, put anything down pretty much anyway. Yeah, because I had a closer look at it yesterday and I actually think the odds are reasonably accurate on it. I can get the uh, odds up on the screen. So you can get about 1.75. I think you can get higher than that uh, for for Ty. And then Greg Hardy is about 2.2 best odds. I think they're pretty... They're pretty accurate, but I think, like you mentioned to me, I think it's a decent uh, shout for a live bet here um, on Tui Vasa if it goes past the the first round. Actually, the other thing that I looked at was the over-under markets uh, and the fight going the distance. Uh, The over-under markets were – I don't think they have it here. But um yeah here it is yeah the lines that are this is this is I thought this was quite big in price I'd, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this but I saw you get under one and a half rounds for uh, for I could find bigger than that at two point five do you do you have any uh, thoughts on that one fellas about that going under one and a half rounds because I know Greg Hardy normally lasts about one and a half rounds with his cardio and and tied to Ivas's fights are normally over pretty quick. There's something else though, so you could look at for this fight. Uh, again, this is not one of the most like interesting trades, but Greg Hardy is four to win at decision, and I think that's way too low. So what you could do is you could base and like to Hardy to win by submission is like twenty plus, which usually is also a sign that the real odds should be like sixty or forty. <laughs> Um, so you can basically be betting Hardy KO and you could be betting uh, Tuivasa just to win straight up. It's again, you're, uh, you're not going to be making a lot of money doing that, but you're basically just looking to fade the Hardy, uh, uh, decision, which is very likely. I think the way he's been fighting recently, it's either going to knock him out in the first round or if he goes too hard and wins the first round, it's likely to see him gas in the second and third. But uh, it's a bit of a punt and a different way to go on about things. So, uh, oh, but, uh, back to the uh, Hardy. Oh, what's the guy? The Polish fella? Is he Polish? Oh, Tybora. Tybora. Um, fuck me. Have you ever seen a bloke with worse ground game than Greg Hardy? I mean, he was like a, <laughs> he was like a friggin' salmon on the ground, mate. He literally. He offered nothing. I wonder if, honestly, it's one of those ones where I go, Jesus, just try something, mate. Like, he just like, he looked like he's been on the fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worry. I think with Hardy's, uh, like, round one, he looked really, really good. But, you know, he's shown that he's got that quit in him. And, uh, you know, when you're back in fighters, it's, you know, if you know that somebody's got that quit in him, it's it's always going to be a question mark. So that's why I would 
like we've kind of talked about previously is uh, maybe just watch how the first round goes, you know, because Hardy could have a, an amazing first round where he looks really sharp and, you know, and Tuivas is very durable, so he's probably going to take some big shots and you might get like Tuivas or like odds are like five or six if he's been wobbled and hurt a bit. Uh, and that would be something to look at. It's a, it's a tough one with Hardy because he's obviously a, a top level athlete uh, and his movement's very good for a heavyweight, but, you know, we've seen him just completely fold, so... Uh, yeah, it's a tough one to call for me. It's why I'm just uh, gonna, yeah. you know, wait for the wait for a live opportunity if one comes. Because I thought originally going in, I thought the price on Tui Vasa was maybe a little bit too big, and I was thinking of backing him. But then I watched the Hardy fight back in that round one against Tybora, and I was like, he's made some decent progress in his striking there. The problem for me is. Um, in, in backing to Ivasa, I, I think both these fighters are kind of on the up. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say like one day they're going to be the world champs or anything like that, but I think they're improving with every fight. And you just kind of wonder like who's made the biggest improvement since their last fight. Like Greg Hardy hasn't fought since last year, um, which is actually quite um, rare for him because ever since he's been in the UFC, he's kind of fought every two or three months. So maybe he's, you know, stepped back for six months and really gone to work after a terrible performance or a terrible second round against Ty Bura. So that was kind of what makes me want to stay away from this one. But I could see either of these fighters just coming out and um, and knocking one or the other out within the first round. And then, you know, you could see, you know, the old Hardy gas tank failing after after a round so yeah i think like you said ryan i, I just wanted to highlight this one because i think it's a good good live bet scenario and i i, I really do I, I i thought the odds would be a little bit closer on that under and over one and a half rounds but um yeah maybe that's something to keep an eye on it's, just, it's one of those things that hardy kind of normally gasses towards the end of round two so uh, I think I looked yesterday, you could get for the fight not to make it into round three. I think you could get like 1.75 at, at some books. So maybe that's something people want to look at too. Um, but I don't think I have any definite pick there. Um, why don't we move on to back to you, Ryan? Why don't we go uh, a let? Elias, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's first name. Ilaria Taporia versus uh, Elias Taporia versus Ryan Hall. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, looking forward to this fight. It should be a good one. Like we've not seen Hall fight for for a while. He's very unconventional. Um, he's won four fights in a row. He's beat BJ Penn, uh, Gray Maynard. I uh, can't remember the other two, but he's, um, oh, Darren Elkins was the last one. Uh, so he's a high-level jiu-jitsu guy, basically. He's got some, um, like, really high credentials in, in jiu-jitsu, and you can tell because he's not afraid to fall into his guard. Um, he's been working on his kicking game. Apparently, I saw they've been working with Wonderboy a bit, and you can kind of see that in the style of his kicks. He's not afraid to throw, like, spinning wheel kicks and, uh, you know, and then just flop, flop to his back because he doesn't mind guys getting in his guard. Uh, so, yeah, he's a very, like, strange fact to watch because there's, there's nobody really like him. Uh, but Tapiria is 10-0. and 0. Um, He looks like a real prospect. He's, he fights with a very high intensity, high output, um, like a really good work rate. Uh, he worked the body really well in his last fight. He's got good boxing. Uh, he's got good grappling. He mixes in everything really well. Um, but uh, the bet that I like is uh, to take Ryan Hall inside the distance. I just... I just really don't see him winning a decision here with Tuperia's uh, work rate and striking. Um, and you're getting him at odds of like 3.2, I think, on the money line. So if you can get him to, you know, 
uh, finished the fight inside the distance at five. That's really good. I mean, I got his submission earlier on in the week, a hole by submission at 7.5, but that's that's come right in. Uh, and just as I say, with his kind of kicking game, uh, you know, if, if he does land one of them kicks, then then he could put Tuperia out. So I think, you know, the best you can get sub is, is at six now. Um, so you can get inside the distance at five. So I'd probably just take that uh, just in case. Yeah, yeah, I... Um... It, he's he's it's such a it's such a hard fight to judge, isn't it? Because Hall's just like the the weirdest fighter, isn't he? Like basically runs away from people, uh, and and all he really has in his arsenal is just these like crazy kicks, and then he just jumps on your leg every every minute, basically. <laughs> so it goes yeah, roll for leg locks and yeah, the Imanari roll. Like it's um it's such a it's such a weird weird fighter to. To judge, but yeah, I, I actually I also got Hall at submission at seven point five, which is just a ludicrous price. Um, I think I'd still take Hall by submission at like maybe five five or above, maybe five point five and above. I still think like the thing with Taporia is, mate, he looks sensational, doesn't he? But he's he's what uh, he's still in his early twenties. Uh, he's he's very um, he kind of rushes things a lot. Like he's, yeah. He, I mean, I think he's patient and 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 picks his right moments to go in. But he, uh, you know, he's facing Ryan Hall. Like he's there's no chance he's seen anything like this before. So the fact that he's still young uh, and uh, you know hasn't spent too much time in the octagon, I think I think you know if you can get a, you know, those big prizes on Hall by submission or inside the distance, like you said, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely worth the bet so yeah i couldn't agree with you yeah yeah i could, I could see him going to the ground with hall i mean he's like you know he's never lost a fight he's 10 and 0 uh he is a good grappler himself i mean so mm. he, you know and at that age when you're that young as well he might, he might be a bit overzealous and think you know right he keeps going down I'm, I'm gonna you know make him pay for it and then hall might snatch a leg up so it's just you know i really don't you know i very rarely see hall winning this fight uh, by decision so i think if you are going to play him you should just take the submission or the inside the distance prop because uh, that's where the value is, in my opinion. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does love to run away, so it's just like it never looks good on the judges' scorecard, does it? Um, all right, Jonas, you have any thoughts on that one, mate? No, nothing to add. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, a great, uh, great comment here from uh, Limerick for Liam. He says the boom is back. Not sure McGregor has many fans left in Ireland. Could be a good fighter. Uh, is there any bet builders for someone pissed watching this fight? Uh, I, I doubt they'd offer a, <laughs> offer a market for that one, mate. I think that's. Uh, I think that market's already been settled. That <laughs> uh, that's a. Uh, I think it just means like a mug bet, doesn't it? Doesn't he just mean like? He's going to be pissed watching the fight and he just wants, uh, you know, like a silly bet, basically. Oh, sorry, mate. I thought that's he the way I read it. That's the way I read it anyway. Yeah, and maybe you'll be able to. If you want a uh, silly bet, well, we, we, we're probably going to cover this fight later, aren't we? Yeah, 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 I think so, mate. I, I, I don't know. I was thinking of skipping it, but I thought you know some people probably want to hear <laughs> well, about. Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to do it right now or later. <laughs> I love that the title, the stream titles, UFC two sixty four, McGregor vs. Poirier. We're not going to talk about that. Fight, We're going to talk about it. <laughs> you understand what I mean now, right? I wasn't sure if you wanted to speak about it right now or later. Jesus. Oh, he's an angry... Why don't you speak about unicorns again? 
<laughs> That's the real main event, isn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. Imagine, I think Saka should walk out on uh, on Sunday night on a, on a, on a unicorn. Should be carrying. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, all right, another fight that I would love to talk about is Michelle Pereira versus Nico Price. Uh, I think Prayer is much more technical. I th- he's he's a he's a weird fighter, isn't he? Like he could come out and do some backflips and stuff. But I think the last they two both fight, are. I mean, have you seen Prayer backflip? No, no, no. Of course not. But they're both super <laughs> unconventional and unpredictable. This is going to yeah. be like one of the highlights of the evening for me. Yeah, I, I, it must be favourite to be fighter the night, or at least close to it. I mean, obviously you got Poirier <laughs> and McGregor on there, but it must be close to to fighter the night honours. Um, but I still think Prayer is much more technical. I think he's a better striker if he's focused. And I think the last two fights he's been a lot more more focused, especially that win over Chaos Williams. He was very um, he was very patient, I would say, against a guy who can basically end your night in any second. Um, I don't really see this going to the ground unless someone is is rocked. So I think for the most part it will stay on the feet. Uh, I, I think Price is very easy to hit. He got, he got lit up a few times. Not lit up, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but he got hit pretty regularly by an ageing Cowboy Cerrone last year. Um <clears throat> And yeah, like I said, I think Pereira's been a lot more patient on the feet lately, and i I think he could, I think he could either catch Price coming in. Maybe Price gets a little bit frustrated that he can't touch him as much as he wants to, uh, and and finish Price. Or I could see uh, Pereira winning by decision, just outpointing him for for three rounds. So uh, you can get one point, or I don't know if you can anymore. I'll get up the odds on my screen uh, it's not too many bookmakers offer this market but um Pereira, Pereira to win by KO or points uh oh yeah here, here it is yeah so you can get uh 1.83 on Paddy Power I got 1.88 at Ladbrokes earlier in the week so I'm I'd be more than happy to take this uh yeah, take those odds. I'd, I'd take 1.8 and above, I think, for Pereira by KO or points. I think the the only thing that kind of worried me about him getting the submission was if he rocked Price and then jumped on a submission. But um, I think he's more inclined to to go for the for the knockout here. Anyone got any thoughts on on that one? Uh, I like that one. I like Pereira too, like, but it's like like you said, it's a very unpredictable fight. Nobody really knows what's going to happen here. Nico Price definitely has the power to knock uh, Pereira out if Pereira gets too cocky or anything like that. Uh, I still prefer Pereira at the prices. Uh, uh, let me just do some quick math there. I watched, um, I watched uh, Dusko Todorovic versus... Uh, Michelle Pereira. I think that's the only time Pereira has been knocked out, maybe, or uh, one of the. I think it was the only time. Um, that was a weird one. Have you seen that fight, Ryan? It, it didn't really seem like yeah, Dusko caught it, yeah. him. Yeah, I don't think he caught him with much. It almost like because it was in Serbia. I think it almost seemed like it might have been one of those weird fixed fights. I mean, it's a bit of an allegation, but it just looked like a weird finish that one. Yeah, yeah I've heard um, people say that as well. 
It was so, just like it didn't seem like the shot he caught him with was all that hard. But I looked at another angle. I was like, oh, maybe it's fair enough that he went down. But yeah, anyway, sorry, Jonas. <clears throat> um, so to uh, go over your bet that you said you liked uh, Pereira by decision or KO at one eighty three. Uh, compared to betting him at 162, which I think is like what most bookies is priced at right now, you're basically saying, I want to bet uh, Pereira to win, but I also at the same time would lay him winning uh, with submission at 14, which I do think is a bit too long for Pereira in this fight because it's so unpredictable. You can easily knock him down and just finish him. Like, Nico Price is not going to go out without uh, him be- the lights being out, so it might be a very easy way for this fight to be finished by a submission due to how how much of a chin he got, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so <laughs> did, you, did you... Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to give me some whiz-bang, uh, like, a way to approach it instead of going for the double chance. Um, well, I just said, uh, I just don't think you should go for the double chance because of okay. it's basically like you're laying a Pereira to win submission to the price of 14 which I do think is a bit too long for this. Uh, that's my opinion. Maybe maybe like you guys have other opinions, but uh, I think I much prefer just to go straight up for this one because of the price difference being as it is, like 7% extra. Uh, like I think he has more than 7% chance of winning by submission, Pereira. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I guess this is just like uh, it was something that I thought long and hard about because I, I, he hasn't got too many submissions on his record, and I, the only way I saw him getting a submission was if he rocked him. So I don't but know. I think I that's like, very likely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess this is down to to opinion, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. What do you think, Ryan? We need uh, a yeah, I don't have any bets on this fight. It's just like you say, it's uh, Nico Price is a strange fighter. He's a bit of an uh, anomaly, really, because he can find just strange KOs from anywhere. Uh, and then Pereira is just liable to do something crazy as well. Uh, I mean, fighting. I looked at fight ends inside the distance, and I think that was about 1.57, which I thought, given the styles of the two guys, possibly could have had some value. But I don't really like betting um, like lower odds. Um, for fights ending inside the distance so I'm just going to enjoy this one you know it's, it's going to be a good fight it's two guys that you know are very unpredictable uh, and yeah I mean uh, you can get Nico Price to win by KO at like four and that seems more likely like I don't mm-hmm. see him winning a decision too often just because Pereira's a little bit sharper I think he's got a better kicking game he's got the better movement so if I, I would you know if you were looking at backing Price uh, which I don't think anyone is that I'd probably rather take him by KO than, than straight up if you can get above four or four itself. I think that's that's not bad. All right. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, fellas. Uh, the last one I wanted to talk about before the two last fights was uh, Brad Tavares and Omari Akhmadov. Did you end up having a bet here, right? I know we were talking about it earlier in the week. No, I didn't, mate. No, I uh, just can stay away from this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, this was just another one I wanted to highlight as, I think, a good live betting opportunity. I think Akhmadov's cardio is pretty poor and Tavares' uh, takedown defense is pretty solid. He he did very well against uh, Junior, Carlos Junior. I think that's his, how you pronounce his name. Um because I, I could see, I could see uh, Akhmadov maybe taking him down a couple of times at the start of the fight here, but I think 
Tavares is pretty hard to keep down, and his cardio, I think, would is much superior. Superior, sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm leaning towards a live bid on Tavares after round one. If maybe if you know Amari edges it with his wrestling in round one, and you know expends a lot of energy, because uh, <clears throat> Tavares, if you can keep it on the feet, his striking is much better than Amari. He's uh, he's pretty uh, he's pretty wingy with his punches, and I know that you know. Tavares could get caught, but I would like to think that Tavares is a lot more technical and can keep him off him. So um, my only other worry about this was just Omari holding him up against the fence maybe because Tavares did get stuck there a couple of times against uh, Junior. But I think I think because um, his, 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 uh, his cardio is just much better that – that he can maybe get out of those situations. We'll see. It'll be a good. It'll be a good watch that one, and that's towards the start of the card. But uh, let's uh, let's get into the the co-main event, fellas. Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. A wonderful matchup here in terms of styles. Uh, makes for a really interesting fight here. You have. Let me just share my screen. You got Wonder Boy at about one point six seven, and Gilbert Burns. You can get as high as two point four actually on uh, on Red Zone and Sport Nation there, but most bookies have him below that. Um, I'll go to you first on this one, Jonas. How do you? I mean, the thing about this fight is that the styles, the styles are just very uh, very different. So how do you see each person kind of implementing their game plan? Well, it's pretty obvious, right? Steven Thompson wants to just dominate um, the land uh, and he will have a much higher output than uh, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns wants to try to take uh, Thompson down. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be successful. Like, Thompson has been impressive and his last fight, he really impressed me with the speed and accuracy he was having. Uh, I, I don't Like, Gilbert Burns, he got knocked out by Usman, but Usman has... Like he used to be more of a decision fighter, but he seems to kind of like wanted to prove himself also being able to knock people out. Um, so I don't know how much to read into that, but I do feel like Stephen Thompson is going to be able to land harder strikes than what Gilbert Nyusman was able to land. The question is just, is Burr's going to be able to knock him out before he gets uh, to land those kicks and uh, punches? And, um, the way I see things now is I I would prefer to bet uh, Thompson inside of distance here. I think it's just gonna his speed is just gonna be superior to Burns, and I think it's gonna it's basically knock him out with a kick. One of these uh, Taekwondo kicks or karate kicks. I don't know what you <laughs> like exactly what he's into, but there's some kind of crazy stuff we can pull off. He's a karate man. Yeah, if that's just karate, then uh, I didn't see many of those in uh, kicks in Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, they are kicks like Horang is uh, throwing in Tekken, and he's into Taekwondo. Horang, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, you can get Thompson at four point five by KO. Interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, I, I looked at Thompson's record, and and his last knockout was actually in two thousand and sixteen against Johnny Hendricks. So considering he's probably one of the best strikers in the UFC, he rarely, he rarely gets a knockout. I think because he's so patient and uh, just happy to kind of outpoint fighters that he, he rarely gets a knockout. But I think this is one of those fights where you could see a, 
a Thompson KO just because Gilbert Burns might be rushing in a little bit, trying to like trying very hard to, to get that takedown and maybe catching something, catching with something on the way in. What are your thoughts on this one, Ryan? Yeah, so I'm I'm on the other side of this. I've got Burns at I've got him at like two point five four. Uh, so I think he's coming a little bit now. But there was a lot of money that came on Wonderboy, and I can see why you know why people are backing Wonderboy. He will have uh, you know on the feet, he will have an edge. Uh, he's obviously very fluid. He's very good with his in and out movement. Um, but the last few fights, he's had guys that are not not going to try and grapple with him. Like Luke K was pretty happy to stand with him, and uh, Jeff Neal, you know, wanted a striking fight, so he didn't really have to worry about the threat of a takedown. Um, but if you go back and look at his fights with guys like Woodley, you know, his uh, he wasn't throwing as many kicks because when he did, Woodley took him down and, and could dominate him. And Burns can do exactly the same thing. You know, Burns is very explosive as well. If you go back and watch uh, Burns' fight with Woodley, you know, he was able to explode in and, and hit a double leg on Woodley, and, and Woodley's a really hard guy to take down. So Burns has obviously got kind of the wrestling chops to get guys down. Um, he's got some natural power as well. You know, we, we saw him hurt Usman. We saw him finish uh, Maya. So, you know, he's going to, even on the feet, he's, he's, not, he's not dead. You know, he's got some natural power if he can catch um, Thompson kind of like Pettis caught him you know he can be put out he's also got a pretty decent kicking game as well he's got decent leg kicks and that could be a way if he can land a few of them he can also slow Thompson's movement uh, so I think it's it's quite I do think it's quite um, like an even fight here which is why when the odds did go on Burns to like 2.5 or 4 it was uh, uh, quite a good play and it's it's one of the things that Jonas says like about football and stuff like you want to oppose kind of the the common narrative so uh, the majority of people think Wonderboy is going to win this fight. Um, like Burns is coming off a KO loss, which you know never looks good. Well, Wonderboy is coming off like one of his best ever performances, um, so I think that's why the odds are how they are. And another thing that Burns has done is he's brought in a guy called Raymond Daniels, who fights in Bellator, mm-hmm. and he's a super high-level um, Taekwondo karate guy. He's got kind of similar movement, and he's got the the same uh, kind of unorthodox striking style that Thompson has and apparently he's been training a lot with him so he'll you know he's in this style somewhat I mean Thompson's not going to be exactly the same obviously but he's going to get a feel for it uh, and I just think it might be a little uh, you know one of them situations where maybe Burns has been a little bit undervalued and Thompson's been a bit overvalued because the guy's 38 years old as well and with his style which relies on reflexes mm-hmm. I just think you know as time goes by there's going to be a fight where he drops off as well so possibly this is it yeah no, I backed Burns at 2.5, mate. So I'm on your side too. And it is, for me, it's purely a value, just a price play. Because I, if I had to put my life on who's going to win this fight, I'd say Woodley. Oh, sorry, Woodley. <laughs> Fuck me, I'm dead already. Uh, Wonderboy. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, he, he should be favourite going into this one. But the, the price on Burns at one point during the week, 2.5, 2.54, like you said, I think that's way too wide. I think I'd, you know, I'd probably take Burns down to like two point four five. Think that is a uh, a decent play. I'll, actually, uh, AJ Sportsbets has written here. Ryan, what's the lowest you would go on Burns? He still uh, he still reckons two point four might be some good value. Yeah, I'd still, I'd still take two point four. I wouldn't go much lower than that, but um, I'd be happy to take that. Yeah, I was yes. Pinnacles. Do you guys Sorry. see uh, Burns taking this by points, or do you just see him being able to finish him? What do you think is his best? Uh, uh... I think for both fighters, I would say that both their best chances are by points. This Wonder Boy's pretty hard to get out of there. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I don't know because it's like if Burns can uh, 
implement get a few takedowns, then I'm pretty sure he's going to keep Thompson there. And then it becomes how good is Thompson on the ground. Uh, but that's not something we've seen too much. I mean, Woodley kind of just held him down. I wouldn't expect Thompson to get up. So it would be up to Thompson, really, whether he would just kind of lay there and accept the position, not try and give up a submission and uh, <clears throat> just wait for the next round, or he'd try and scramble and... Uh, like Burns would get him. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite happy with the money line. I'll be honest, I've not even looked at like um, Burns to win inside the distance. So um, I don't really know, to be honest. Yeah, I just see like uh, Bet365, for example, has uh, 433 on both the inside distance and uh, decision. So, of course, if you look at those prices, it's better to go by money line if you favor them pretty much equally. Yeah, uh, you can get. You can get six at Genting bet for Gilbert Burns by decision. So I would I'd probably bet that if you have a Genting bet account, that's that's a pretty decent outlier in the market. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. It should be it should be a really fun fight, and uh, and it's got you know huge implications on the on the welterweight division and who could fight Usman yeah. next after Covington. I mean, there are some good bets you can get on there. Like, for example, if you have a Stars account, you can bet uh, uh, Burns round three or Decision at 4.33. So you get the third round as a free roll. I see they have uh, Burns by Decision at five, but that's lashed out for a reason. Doesn't see that too often. So if you're mixing like some bits and pieces there, you can you can get on uh, better, I guess, also. But... Um, Interesting. I think like it's very hard to predict this fight. Like nobody really knows how good is Thompson's uh, takedown defense. Is he going to be able to 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 land some of this uh, powerful? Uh, but you saw like with Usman also in Burns. Burns had a lot of power. And it was so close to knocking out Usman. But it's something different uh, fighting Usman and Thompson. With Usman, he's okay to stand there and exchange some punches compared to Thompson, who's just impossible to hit. Even though he's 38 and he was 37, I think the last time we were uh, talking about his fights, he was just surpassing what everyone expected of him. Mm. And he seems to be super, like, work, working hard. He seems to know um, where he's at and being very humble with, like, he went out and said, like, before when I first started, I just wanted to become a champion. And that's my, all my goals. Now I changed and I just want to improve myself. And I think if I keep on improving myself, I will end up being a champion eventually. So I, I do think he is really uh, motivated and has been working the hardest he could uh, ere he can. But at the same time, the prices for Burns, I can see it being attractive. I think like Thompson and not being able or haven't had a KO within... Uh, uh, within uh, since 2016, I do think like some of these outliers is uh, could be a good way to go on about this. Like uh, with Burns being really pushy, trying to force that takedown, and that could easily lead to a KO. But like I said, it's fun. We we disagree. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to be result oriented and ask how did it go last time we disagreed, <laughs> uh, Ryan. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it was Paul Craig versus. Uh, oh, oh, hell. Yeah. oh, yeah, you got. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice we don't hit. talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I, I wanted but, to say one more thing on Thompson though, because uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back at you, mate. Is that uh, Jeff Neal? Like he's a, he's a terrific fighter, obviously, but I think 
going into that fight, um, or at least in the past, he's he's been a part-time fighter and he has another job on the side. And I think if you're fo- fighting, sorry, someone like Stephen Thompson, you like literally need to spend weeks, months, uh, like focusing on that style, do what Gilbert Burns has done and bring someone like Raymond Daniels in because this is something like you'll probably never see before, like, you know, like Leota Machida kind of style. So um, I think for someone like Jeff Neal, like Wonderboy, I think he's going to always make Wonderboy look really good because it's a style that someone who who's kind of a part-time fighter or at least not putting this, you know, not having this as a full-time job, like it's it's yeah. kind of a nightmare scenario because it's something you'll never see probably ever again in your fighting career, at least very rarely. Do you think? I guess it's very hard to compare something to this, but do you guys think there's any similarities in this fight and uh, the fight we saw with uh, Adesanya and Vittori? Mm. But of course, no, uh, I'd say uh, Burns yeah. is a better striker than Vittori. Yeah. Probably a better grappler say. as well if he gets it to the ground. But Vittori's probably got better takedowns. I don't know though, but uh, it's fairly similar. Yeah. So like, I was going to say, I think like Burns is probably yeah a bit more advanced, and I'd probably say uh, Wonderboy is not as good as Adesanya. I mean, it's like pound for pound kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean the the, the fact like I was just. Uh, the, shocked of uh, the takedown attempts Vittori went for. It was no, it wasn't explosive enough to pull anything off and Adesanya just were in full control the whole fight. Mm. And, uh, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's so hard to predict this, how this is going to go. I mean, if you knew, then it would be easy to place your bets, I guess, because then <laughs> if, you, if you knew how they would play out or how big the edges would be standing and takedown and stuff like that, you could take it down to like, 1.25 if uh, Thompson was the favorite and maybe like 1.4 to Burns. So it's it's going to be fun to see how he plays out for his rounds. I do, who do you think uh, edges in the later rounds? Oh, I think it just depends how the fight's going, isn't it? I think what you said was like the perfect point. Hey, like this could literally be a fight where you go, Howard's Burns, not 1.3. If he, if he gets him down straight away and keeps him there the whole fight, and you could say the same thing about Wonderboy. Like, what if Gilbert Burns, like, literally cannot lay a hand on him and, and get anywhere near a takedown? So, yeah. the odds, either way, the odds are probably completely wrong on this fight. Because, uh, yeah. you know, you can see it being so lopsided in one direction. Entertaining is going to be, at least. That's... Uh... I look forward to it. Like, this card is, must be one of the most interesting cards in ages with all of the fights having so much like uh, things to, which is basically impossible to predict yeah, yeah there's a lot so, of fights I think if you're an yeah. MMA nerd this fight's like you know it's lots of fun because it's it's a real stylistic matchup so it's yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see who can implement their game plan um, but I guess we've got to talk about the big one Jonas you've been waiting all day to talk about this one mate I mean, ah. you, were, you were very worried that we weren't going to talk about it, but I, I've got some good news for you, mate. We are going to talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Dustin Poirier, is it like uh, you can get better than this, I think, but 1.85, I think you can get better. At, if you're going to bet these fights, Pinnacle are just taking such a massive, massive hold on them. You're going to get much better odds there. And, and Conor McGregor's at, at two point. One five, you can probably get higher than that too. So, um, 
I'll go to you first, Jonas, because you're so excited to talk about your number one man, Conor McGregor. How do you think he's going to go? I was on Dustin in the previous fight, so I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I'm just trying to frame you as a casual, mate. <laughs> no, uh, it's going to be... You never know what Conor is going to bring, but I feel like every time Conor is like having the walk-up and is ready to fight, I get a pulse watching it because I know this is like... It's so exciting and you never know what's going to happen and you always know he can knock out whoever from the most awkward angles... So for this one, I'm, I'm super excited to see is it going to go down the same way as the first fight with a lot of leg kicks from Poirier, basically securing him the fight. You saw like some of the movements and how Connor was, in my opinion, uh, close to finishing him in the first two rounds and uh, just being able, not being able to stand in the third. It was the third round KO, right? Now I kind of lose my mind again. Second. So, yeah, so he got, but in the beginning of the second he was looking like the better fighter and um, like the way I see like the value I can see in this pre would be Connor to knock him out either in first or second round I probably would prefer a second round with those prices you can get Connor second round at over eight which I think is it's a long shot and if you're planning on getting pissed and you want a fun bet to sweat Second round KO Connor would be uh, would be your mug bet. That's um, not a fun bet to sweat. <laughs> second round, like he's just gonna pick him apart in the first round and give it to him the second. And if he doesn't, you have a bottle of uh, proper twelve ready to down. So uh, it's that's a fun way to sweat it. And then you won't remember how it finished anyways if you finish that bottle in the third and fourth part round. So uh, in my opinion, that's the one way you can go on about this. And, um, but uh, the, the prices, it's really flipped. Like in the, the first fight, you could get over three or was it four? I think you could get four on Poirier. Yeah, and I think so, yeah. Im- imagine going from like four in odds to being a favorite. And I think there's always a lot of doubt about Conor McGregor. Is he focusing on other things? What's his motivation to do this? Do you think he honestly would be in there if he doesn't want to or didn't want to become a champion and is willing to put in the work to become a champion? Yeah. I doubt it. And, but uh, let's face it, uh, from a cardio point of view, like the later, the longer this fight goes on, the more it's going to favor Poirier. But the, the movement and uh, the way it just kind of moves in the ring and the way he strikes, it's... You're like I think you can fin- easily finish him by KO in the the first or second round. Uh, at the prices, I would prefer second round. But again, long shot with high odds. Kind of fasten my seatbelt and hope for a second round KO for this one. All right, there we go. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, so it's, I see it a similar way, really. Like, like in the first, I mean, we did a pod for the first fight, and we said that you know Poirier is very hittable, uh, and McGregor's kind of the more dynamic. He's the cleaner striker, is uh, the better striker. And if you watch that second fight, that kind of was playing out. You know, um, McGregor was landing the cleaner shots and stuff, but obviously he wasn't prepared for those calf kicks, and that kind of slowed him down. And then he did eat some counters, and it, it was a fight that turned very quickly because. You know, Connor was kind of controlling it, and then suddenly he wasn't controlling it, uh, and he just lost very quickly. But coming into this fight, I know that it seems like he's taking it 
more seriously. Like you can see, you could see in the first fight, he was kind of like you know buddying up to uh, Poirier, and I think he, he underestimated him. I think, uh, and he said, I've seen that he said this might just be an excuse that he'd been preparing for a packet uh, to fight Pacquiao in boxing, so he'd spent like the last eight months boxing, and then he'd had like a quick. I think he, he, he had like a three-month camp preparing for Poirier. And I think, you know, we kind of saw that because he was very uh, boxing heavy. And the thing with Connor is as well, he's a, he's a guy with a big ego. And uh, like you say, he's got all the money in the world, so he doesn't need to fight. But, he, you know, he's fighting because he wants to get that, that loss back. And I think, you know, ego can be bad in some situations. But in this situation, I think ego can be very, you know, it can be a good thing in that it can really drive him uh, and make him prepare properly for this. So I think... Um, you know, the value this time is probably on McGregor. Like Jonas said, you know, the odds have flipped so much that I don't think we'll see exactly the same fight. They'll have drilled probably several different ways to try and um, counteract those calf kicks. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he'll, you know, he'll be able to do it a lot better in this fight. So I took like William Hill boosted uh, McGregor to win in round one and two uh, to odds of four, but I don't know if that's still available. So I back that. Um, and like, uh, Jonah said as well that McGregor round two props pretty good, uh, but something else I've done as well was this is like a pre-fight trade, so it's you can only do this if it's on Betfair. But I um, I laid Poirier at like 1.81 this morning, and then I will you know look to back Poirier before the fight because I think a lot of McGregor money will come in closer to fight time. I think you might see like Poirier at like 1.9. It could could even swing back and you know be around even. So I think if you can still get uh, if you can still lay Poirier. Which, or you can back McGregor, actually, it might be easier for people to understand if I say back McGregor at like 2.2 and then look to trade out um, before the fight on, on Betfair Exchange. And you probably get like, I don't know, 2.1. I would imagine I can't see McGregor's odds going uh, any bigger. So, yeah, I think that's like a good little way to make uh, some money pre fight. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's such a great point, mate. And, uh, uh, AJ Sportsbet says, is it worthwhile leaving backing McGregor until five minutes before the ring walks? I would say, yeah, oh, he's just corrected himself backing Paul. Yeah, the opposite. That's yeah. A, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, um, I would do the opposite. But um, the the biggest thing I think today is there, or whatever time it is for people in the world, but I think in about four hours there's a press conference between McGregor and Poirier so I think if you're going to back McGregor I would do it now or at least in the next couple of hours because I just from experience watching the markets normally it's after a press conference or you know once it goes viral some of the things that McGregor's going to say he's you know he's obviously very good on the microphone and he's going to convince some people that he's going to win the fight so I think if you're going to back McGregor, yeah, do it now. And then I'd just, I'd wait as long as possible. And I think the longer you wait, you'll probably get better odds on uh, Poirier, especially like as, um, as McGregor's walking out to the cage, like as Jonas said, it's, it's just, a, it's a huge event. And I know like, you know, your, your shrewd or your non-shrewd betters aren't going to bet on Pinnacle, but it only takes, you know, one, bloke who's had too many beers to jump on pinnacle and, and put 50,000 euros on McGregor to, oh, to, win, to win the I was, fight. I was going to mention it. Uh, a guy did that on Betfair. You know, we backed uh, Kennedy in Chukwu, like, was it last week or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had him at like 1.9, but some guy on Betfair uh, put like 30k down on Kennedy in Chukwu and he backed him from something like 1.75 to 1.4. 
so you can uh, yeah you can take advantage of like that type of stuff sometimes if you can see it. it was, uh, really funny. I was just watching my screen. I was like, what the hell's happened here? <laughs> the old whale's back. Um, it was. Hey. <laughs> I think the other thing that people aren't really talking about though, when it comes to Poirier, is he was able to take down Connor, and that was the the great. I think the the smartest thing he did in that fight was like he he stemmed so much of that that you know early connor uh you know that's when he's that's when he's at his uh, at his best in the in the early rounds and he was just able to stem that flow with just landing a takedown and just he didn't really do much with it but he just held him there for you know for a couple of minutes i think it was um and it just it just you know it maybe winds down his tank a little bit and it just keeps him safe for the early parts of the fight so the problem is Connor's got a lot to think about. He's got a lot to think about, whereas Poirier really only has to worry about, well, he, he's got a lot to worry about on the feet, but it's not like he has to worry about a, a takedown or anything like that. So uh, I don't know. There's so many ways the fight could go. The way I've looked at it, I got Connor round one knockout at, uh, I think it was at 6.5 or 7. So I, I think that's, you know, it's too big. I know I took that last fight, but I think that's, I think that should be a, a lot closer to maybe, I think it's at, what is it, at fives maybe now, or maybe it's at four point something. So I think if you can get Connor round one KO at 6.5, 7, I think that's a, it's a pretty decent bet to take. And then I'd, I'd be looking to live bet Poirier if you can kind of see that he's taking most of McGregor's shots in the first round, maybe the second round, uh, and that, that, you know, Poirier can come back and do a similar job in the second. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to get those prices anymore. Like, I, I haven't seen him over five for the first round anymore. Uh, hey, McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it like 7.5 for round two. It was seven earlier on in the week. Uh, but it looks like, yeah, it looks like that's come in as well. So. Yeah. But I do, and I do think we often see that in the first round, they are feeling each other out a lot more. And it's in the second round, they actually start going for things more. But again, it's Connor, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. So not preserving too much cardio is just gonna, because he knows if he, if he goes for it and it works, it's going to win and it's going to win in, in a, an extraordinary way also, which matters for someone like him, I guess. I've heard a few people talk about the fight going the distance that are really, I think it's at a pretty decent price. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Because the kind of a lot of people's arguments is the fact that um, they've, they've fought each other twice now. They've both earned a knockout each and that they might be a little bit more hesitant, a bit more patient throughout the fight. And, uh, and that it could go to a decision. I mean, I, I seriously cannot see that happening. But, I mean, it obviously has happened with Connor before with the Nate Diaz fight and Poirier has gone five rounds a couple of times. So any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it's a possibility. But, uh, I don't know with the way Poirier fights, you know, defensively, he's not that great. You see him go to war, you know, with Eddie Alvarez. He had two wars with him. Uh, Dan Hooker, he had a war with him. You know, most of the kind of stand-up fights is in, uh, you know, are a war. And then, you know, we've seen with McGregor, uh, well, in the last fight, he, he folded quite quickly, didn't he? So, I mean, it could do, but I don't know. It's not it's not one I'd really want to take, to be honest. All right. Love it. Uh, even got uh, even got Haru 
Uh, he's coming from two, two different profiles here. He goes, uh, hi, guys. Are you teaching everyone something good? Uh, not really, mate. We normally just go for the old... Uh, <laughs> we normally try and lay everything that we say here. Hopefully, people get on board. But, uh, yeah. um, all right. I think we've just about covered it all, fellas. We've uh, we've gone through how many fights is that? About eight or eight or nine fights. I mean, what a, what a stellar effort from you, fellas. Let's, yeah, it's, uh, it's another quick thing though that uh, uh, the Sean O'Malley versus the Moutinho fight. I don't know what yeah. you think about that, Ryan, but I think like uh, the previous fight we saw with uh, Sean O'Malley, yeah, he won by a KO, and uh, it was okay the way he won, uh, but. You also, I think I could see some hints of his leg getting hurt again. And the question is like, is it some value in backing the other guy when you know that he is struggling badly with his legs? The fact like, uh, Moutinho has only had 10 days to prepare this fight though. So, um, yeah, I've not looked too much of it, but um, from what I heard is that Moutinho's, is he coming up a weight class or something as well? Um, because he took it at such short notice, that's... I didn't look too much into it because the odds uh, were not that appealing, really. Um, yeah. But, but, I mean, possibly. I mean, you know, if you back that Moutinho guy, you probably back him to win inside the distance because, uh, yeah, I don't think he's he's going to win it any other way. O'Malley yeah, did he, he basically kicked by Almeida a couple of times, didn't he? But he, 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 he pretty much piece, he, he pieced up Almeida for most of that fight. So uh, the thing about Moutinho, he went out and he said like, well, I might not win. I might, uh, well, I'm not going to say I'm going to win, but I'm not going to say I'm going to lose. What I'm guaranteeing is the fight of the night. So it sounds like he's going to, he's obviously just going to have to go for it. You know, you get up on the big stage fighting a big name like Sean O'Malley. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of upside and going for to increase the variance and knowing like this, this guy who's been struggling with his legs. Of course, he's going to be struggling with uh, to to uh, to take care of the reach uh, disadvantage he's going to be at. And I don't know. It's I, I just think the price is very long for something, and you have some extra equity there with uh, Sean O'Malley's leg being uh, what can I say? A bit broken uh, and not very durable. So. I, but that's why basically I'm fading betting on the Sean O'Malley, regardless of like if the the price is very appealing or would be okay, I guess, if I knew he was gonna be able to stand the whole fight. But the fact like you're holding your breath every time he throws a kick, and especially if he throws a leg kick, I'm just not gonna be able to bet that. Yeah, I mean there will be a time to uh, there's definitely going to be a time to fade O'Malley. It's just when he you know when he steps up again and faces someone decent, uh, which hopefully he should do in the next fight. Like uh, he needs to you know start fighting some of those top ten, top five guys, doesn't he? It is pretty ridiculous how they're giving him like easy fights all the time. Thomas O'Malley is pretty decent. I mean, he lost to Vera, and then they gave him Thomas Almeida. So it's a pretty good, you know, it's a pretty good fighter to go back on. I mean, it, they didn't give him this bloke, did they? They, they it was a, um, it was a fight falling. I can't remember who he was fighting before this. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I just think they have been giving him easier fights than what they could have uh, given him. Yeah, and he had those uh, all those layoffs too. I think through injury earlier in his career. But yeah, um, all right. 
I will. Oh, did, Haru's just said he's going to the fight on Saturday. You bloody... Lucky man, I'd love to be there. Oh. How dare you, mate? That is just... Uh, you can't even tell people that. That's just criminal. <laughs> that is, that's so mean. <laughs> um, yeah, you lucky bugger. Good stuff. Um, all right, let's get into our best bets for UFC 264. I'll let you go first, Ryan. Where are you going to take me? I'm not even. Uh, I've not even thought about it to be honest. Uh, let's have a look. Do you want to go, Jonas? I'll take. Uh, oh, sorry. I'll take Ryan Hall. I'll take the Ryan Hall one. Uh, Ryan Hall inside the distance. You can get uh, like above five inside the distance, or if you can get like six for submission, I think that's a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right, going against uh, the record and going for a Shuma. KO at like if you get 5.5 or something for that I think that's should be a good bet I just hope that he wants to finish for once and prove it like it's pretty ridiculous this guy Shugas the Shumogulu the he's fought three times in the UFC so far and he fought on uh, I'm gonna get this right he's fought really good competition yeah he's, he fought on the UFC 257 which I think was the previous uh previous fight for uh, Connor and Poirier and he fought on 251 which was uh, Usman Masvidal so he's fought on like all big big cards all the time I guess uh, having two losses of those it's time for him to make some justice and show that he, he is a better fighter and the fact that he's been robbed twice should lead him more to go for the finish and not leave it to the judges especially being the far superior fighter yeah Sorry, I was just laughing at the comment here in the uh, chat. If you, if you guys have been, if anyone's been following our live streams on the on the Euros, Olegini is just, he must be Italian because he's a very, he loves his Italians and he's always bagging Nigel and George when they're talking about England. And now he's sending him up. <laughs> oh, it's absolute gold. I love it. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in about 45 minutes with the, with the Euros preview, but our best bet for me, I, I think it is, it is the, I, I like the Yao Zong bet at 2.3, but it's a bit of a, it's a bit rude of me to give that as my best bet because, uh, the, I don't think you'll be able to get that price anymore. So why don't I go with, uh, Nico, uh, Michelle Pereira, double chance by, by a KO or more decision at 1.88. On, on Ladbrokes there. So, I mean, maybe you go find another book and they'll give you something better than that. Also, I think Burns at 2.5 is a good price play, but I don't know if you'd be able to get that either. Anyway, I've just thrown about 20 out there, but that's all right. Pretty new at this. Um, Stick right. them all together. Put an accumulator on. You'll uh, you'll do all right, won't you? Oh, I mean, it's, just, it's a guaranteed thing, mate. It's a guaranteed thing. <laughs> um, you can find these gentlemen on Twitter at SM Sports Trader for Ryan and at Jonas Gel, Jonas G-J-E-L. Good luck trying to spell that uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can check out Ryan's blog slash website too. Terrific read. Follow his, his journey from... Oh, from zero dollars, I guess, all the way up to a million pounds. Yeah. So, um, very, very good stuff there. So, smartsportstrader.com. As always, fellas, we're going to finish with the, the UFC quiz question. Dustin Poirier won his first three UFC fights. Can you name one of those opponents that he beat? 
I'll let you go first, Jonas. I can't. I would. Uh... <laughs> I have no idea. Yep. And uh, and you, Ryan, what are you going to go for, mate? I know it would be Holloway early on in uh, Holloway's career, so I'm, I'm going to go with that. I don't know if it was in his first three fights, but I know it was early on. Yeah, I got you, mate. It was his fourth win, so... Uh, oh, that was it. I knew it was early on, but... <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I'd get one of you with that. He um, So he beat Josh Grisby, Jason Young... And Pablo Garza, that were his first three fights, and his uh, and his fourth fight was against Max Holloway, who he beat too. So, started off his career with an impressive four fight win streak. So, well done, Dustin. We'll be uh, we'll definitely be tuning in to see if he can nab another big victory this weekend. Uh, all right. That just about does us, fellas. Thank you very much for joining, as always. We will be live in 45 minutes, as I said before, uh, previewing Euros 2021 final between England and Italy. Huge day on the channel, so tune for that in 45 minutes. But thanks for listening, everyone. Please do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen on your podcasting. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today, more so the value betting ones in every other sport other than MMA, start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and begin your value betting journey. How good, fellas. We'll we'll, uh, enjoy the fights. And, uh, yeah, hopefully see you guys for the next pay-per-view card, which I don't know when that is. No idea, man. See you later, guys. See you, fellas.